Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited to have Jody Edwards, who is a fellow business coach. She's a visibility strategist and um, she does some other cool things that we're going to talk about. I'm going to ask her about um, her modeling and acting. And I have a feeling that like me and many of the other guests I have on this show, she's a multi-passionate. So we're going to get into all of that. And um, thank you, Jody, for taking time out of your day to jump on Just Say the Word. Thank you, Erin. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm super excited. We had such a good conversation the other day. And I'm starting to think like I need to somehow just do like a questionnaire instead of speaking to people beforehand, which I love connecting with people, but then I'm hearing all these awesome things and I'm like, I just want to hit record right now. Um, but we're going to revisit a lot of those, those things that we covered the other day. Um, so tell me, are you a multi-passionate? Do you consider yourself oh a multi-passionate? <laughs> I literally, I feel like since the womb, I've been saying, I love everything. Well, you know, not everything, but like, I love this. I want to be that. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I definitely consider myself what I like to say, like a Jane of all trades. Is it trades or traits? Jane of all trades. Trades. Yeah. Trades. Yeah. yeah. Jane of all trades. So from the modeling to the acting, to the horseback riding, to the singing and dancing, um, business strategy. I just am such a creative soul that I love that I'm able to get my creativity out in all of these different containers, like with the coaching, with um, doing TV and photo shoots and things like that. Um, I, I just love it. I love, I love doing things that light me up and I love that I've been able to create a life where I'm able to do all these things. Absolutely. And I think that's like why I keep finding this with everyone I connect with who's kind of in the same world as you and I is we're all multi-passionates and I think that's kind of what draws us to creating a personal brand because with your personal brand, you get to kind of live out all of those things that you love and they become part of your brand even if they're not necessarily the things you're doing for revenue. I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's kind of the conclusion I've come to. Absolutely. I'm such a huge advocate for personal brands. I tell my clients all the time, it's okay if you have, you know, if maybe you love this product and you want to somehow incorporate that into your business, or if you're part of an MLM and you want to incorporate that into your business, I think people are so afraid of fitting into a box. And so they think, well, I can only be a biz coach or I can only be a podcast. And it's like, no, like you, the person, you, you are your personal brand. You're allowed to do all these things. And it's through your messaging that you're able to tie that to make it relevant to your audience if you want to. Um, but I think a lot of people try and keep things so separate and they realize that you, the business owner, <clears throat> assuming most of your, um, a majority of your audience are entrepreneurs, um, are interested in you know, learning how to build businesses, it's okay for you to be interested in multiple things and share that with your audience. 100%. I could not agree with you more. I mean, this is this is like what I do with clients in helping them to, you know, build that loyal fan base audience, whatever, is 
to, to let, like tell them exactly what you just said. You do not fit in a box and that's not how you're going to attract, you know, your tribe anyway. You attract your tribe by being the person you are and not just by talking, you know, business strategy 100% of the time. So again, you and I, same page on everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> um, so I wanted to start with the story of, and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of different things, but I, I wanted to start with the story that you shared me about when you came here from Jamaica, right? I want to make sure I'm getting my facts, right? Yep. Okay. So when you came here from Jamaica and your mom really valued education, so she always made sure that you had um, a really great education, but you kind of always felt like an outsider and you didn't necessarily have like the new backpack, the new shoes, whatever. So let's just kind of revisit, like what, what was your kind of journey here and kind of realizing you maybe didn't fit into this, you know, mold. Yeah. And I, it's, I just got chills because I'm like, yeah, I guess from the beginning, I never really fit in. Um, but it's definitely worked in my favor. Now, when I moved to America from Jamaica, it's about six and a half. And it was just that in itself is a journey, right? You're leaving your home country to go to a new country where you have to adapt to new cultures, new customs, and new people. Um, no one really looked like me because my mom always made sure that no matter where, what our financial situation was, um, she was always kind of putting me in these situations where I was challenged to grow. So it was, um, I can't remember what year it was that I kind of had this epiphany. I was like, I'm so unique and I'm so different and I need to start embracing that. Um, even though it was hard, right? I was getting bullied. I was already kind of standing out. I had a different viewpoint on life from a very young age than the rest of my peers already. And so I really never fit into that box. I was never the popular kid in school. I, um, you know, it's kind of not necessarily a weird girl, but the floater. I didn't really have a set group of friends, but one of the biggest things I learned was just by being authentically me, people would be attracted to me for various reasons, whether that was my um, my kind of DIY fashion style because we didn't have a lot of money. So I couldn't afford like lands and backpacks or even like even going back, like Lisa Frank, even like I don't remember mm -hmm. Lisa Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those folders and pens and pencil boxes were a little bit more expensive than the dollar store ones, right? So um, just looking back at my life and really getting accustomed to this idea of uh, it's not what I have that's going to make me um, just as, you know, my possessions and the things that I have doesn't make me any less or any more of a person. And Absolutely. even as an adult, that's such like a hard pill to swallow because we want the Audi, we want the Louis Vuitton, right? We want all these things um, because we think it's going to set us apart, or I don't really know why, but I realized at such a young age that this journey I'm on, it's very much about me, and it's an internal um, process. It's a journey that internally is happening, and if I want a beautiful, peaceful journey, I have to create that peace for myself on the inside so that can reflect on the outside. That is so beautiful because, you know, I, I'm, so I'm 35. I know you're not supposed to talk about your age, but I'm 35. <laughs> And, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's something that just in the past few years, I've really had to dive into myself is that internal, like, what are the stories that we're telling about our, you know, telling ourselves about ourselves? And 
where does our self-worth come from and our confidence come from? And so often we pin that on those external things. And it took me a long time and it took really entrepreneurship, I think, to really start because you really test yourself and you really oh challenge gosh. yourself. Yes. So I'm glad that you, you know, kind of embraced that journey and, and identified those things early on. That's, um, that's really amazing in my yeah, opinion. It's definitely like a up and down because I'm really thinking about just that dream of coming here, <clears throat> going through school, not really fitting in, not having a whole lot of money, sticking out like a sore thumb, right? Not really getting invited to um, like parties or, you know, graduation things. And, or even just to, you know, back then it was like shopping or going to the movie theaters with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. I really, from an early age, had to create my own kind of magic because those things just weren't happening for me. And for the longest time, I did subscribe to that um, you're just a poor immigrant girl, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was all this internal conflict happening. And of course I wasn't as like, I didn't reach a love, this level of consciousness back then. Like until, like you said, recently, actually kind of like the past um, three years of just working for myself full time, I've been able to realize, oh my gosh, like I am rewriting my story. I am rewriting my story. Like this is happening. Um, but back then it wasn't, that wasn't the language that was being used. It was more of things aren't happening for me. Like when we look at um, our younger years, we're so influenced by the external, like what is happening. Like we're not journaling, we should be right at a young Mm -hmm. age. These were exercises that I learned how to do in grade school, high school, even college, Um, just that internal reflection. But going from, um, you know, being that poor immigrant girl to rewriting my story to say, I am living the life I desire, you know, or I am in the process of living the life I desire, that transition statement to waking up now and realizing like, oh my gosh, I have a six-figure business. I'm helping people from all around the world. I'm in magazines. I'm on TV. Like it's when I look at my life now, I realize that even to get here, there was so much work that had to be done on the inside to ditch that false story and like, look at what's true. Like, are you poor? Okay. Well at this moment, like maybe I didn't have enough, you know, enough or as much money as I wanted, but that didn't make me poor. Like my soul wasn't poor. Like I still had so much to offer the world. And so it was like when I could show up regardless of how I was feeling or, um, when I could stop focusing on the things that I didn't have, I could always say, well, I have this amazing education. Um, that was something my mom, you know, kind of gifted to me. We didn't have it, but she scrimmed and saved and worked her butt off and worked all these jobs. And, um, you know, we, it's kind of funny because we actually um, didn't really get a new car or anything. Like the sacrifice she put was into my education. And I'm such a firm believer in that now today, like working with my clients and just being in this online space where entrepreneurs today think, and want it all without the work. Um, And sometimes that does happen, but for majority of us, there's a journey we have to go on. There's no such thing as overnight success. And just remembering all of those little things along the way that got me to where I am today, where I can look, well, if this is where I'm trying to go in the future, if I'm trying to go for seven figures, let me apply some of those things and yes, keep doing the internal work, keep um, ditching the false stories, keep rewriting a new story, and it, it it gets easier, but it's not like, I don't know how to explain it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it uh, gets absolutely. We still, we still, we're at like a new level and a new level still has new obstacles that you have to learn how to overcome. 100%. Every single, and I, some, yeah, I'm stealing this from someone, but it really resonated with me and I don't remember who said it, but every single level requires a new, like, 
stage of up-leveling and rewriting new stories because there's going to be like, my story is so insanely similar to yours. And as I said to you last time, I didn't immigrate from Jamaica, right? Like, so there's that whole struggle that you have that I cannot, you know, um, empathize with or sympathize, like I sympathize, but I can't empathize whichever way those, right? Totally totally get it. But, you know, at the same time, I grew up very poor. We didn't get the Lisa, Fr- I mean, I know exactly what you mean because I didn't get, I had like those peachy, you know, it was yeah. like, oh, two for a dollar, right? I'm like, okay, this right. is what makes you stand out like a sore mm-hmm. thumb when you're in middle school. Um, and so for me, I did the same thing. When I started making six figures, it was like my freaking world changed. I never, you know, I was a first generation college student. I didn't have all of, you know, it's like I said, very similar to yours, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. But then when we get to that level, it's like, okay, well, I made it here, but was that a fluke? So that's like a new story. You know, it's like, well, how do we get to that next place? And you have a whole new set of like doubts and fears and all of that. So yes, what you're, you know, long story short, you make perfect sense. I know exactly what you mean. Perfect. Um, yeah. So, so tell me with that, um, when did you know, cause when did you know that you wanted to do something more, that you wanted to do something bigger? Yeah, it was actually in college. I had experienced so much burnout at that point and it was just realizing how to fulfill my dreams with, with knowing that background, can you imagine the look on my mom's face when I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I want to carve my own path, right? She was <laughs> like, we came to America. I've been giving you everything, literally everything, <laughs> this college education. I need you to finish college because at one point I was so down. I was so down and this was definitely my rock bottom. Um, and if you guys have ever, you know, heard about me from other platforms or things like that I share this story openly where I was in such a place where I just really didn't want to be here anymore I was in a place of like what's the point you know I don't have all these things and it's just kind of like this that chart if you've seen it on Instagram it's like um entrepreneurship I think I'm doing well like oh my gosh I'm crashing and burning or like what I'm you know I'm making money oh my gosh no one wants to pay me it's like it really is that like journey but our mind goes on this journey as well too and I had so many moments of what's the point and I would it was just like a trigger like it was like um in resilience training we talk about like the tip of the iceberg and we don't really see all the things underneath the water but icebergs are so huge but what we see is like this tip but they are like literally stemming up like from the sea Mm -hmm. it's crazy but I had this like up here, like above the water, like life was okay. I was, you know, going to this amazing college. I went to St. Norbert College. I, you know, was struggling with my own demons, like over-exercising, counting calories, restricting. You know, I had just such a negative perspective outlook on my body. Um, And so that really led to like body dysmorphia. And when I'm in school, like trying to work three jobs while going to school full time and create some type of stability for myself because at that point my mom had given me everything so it was my time right like my mom didn't have extra income to give me I was kind of like on my own here at this point you know I had to pay for my books I had to take out loans to make sure I could stay on campus or things like that uh, because I didn't have a car so commuting from home just wasn't an option and it was just so I don't know it really got to me one day Mm -hmm. and 
Oh yeah. I was able to talk myself out of it, but that day I was making all the wrong plans. I was making all the wrong plans to just quit life essentially. And I remember doing a few exercises to get myself out of it before really stepping into the level of spirituality that I have today. But my biggest aha moment was when I walked across the stage and was like, you know, I, I did what my mom wanted me to do. I graduated with a bachelor's degree and yep, the first two years I was on Dean's List and just because of life and stress and work, I ended up not, you know, not graduating um, with that. That was a plan to make Dean's List every, all four years, just another <laughs> stressor when you um, are not from the, this country, I guess. Yeah. It just seems like most of your parents are like, school, 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 no boys, like straight A's. And that was definitely my mom too. <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely a, when I, long story short, when I crossed the stage at graduation, should be like the happiest moment of your life. But I was like, I'm not meant to just pay bills and die. Like there's so much more that I have to give to the world and I need to figure out what that, what that is. At that point, I was kind of dabbling with fashion blogging. Um, but after college is really when I went like all in. And we kind of have this idea of like, when you look at success stories, where does it happen? When that person decides to go all in, right? They invest mm -hmm. anything they can to learn. They invest their time, even if they feel like they don't have it. They stop making all these external excuses and they go for it. Um, and that's really what I decided after college is like, this feels good, but it was just like checking a, checking a box. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to work for myself full time and I'm never going to have to tell myself no again. And I just like was like walking across the stage with a whole different mindset than most people because right at this time, most of my peers are like, oh, I'm going to get a job and that internship is going to turn into a full time job. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to throw all four years of college away? But yeah, that was that was definitely it for me. Wow. No, I think, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I do understand the, the external pressure, the internal pressure, but I, I mean, like you, cause I went, I went on to grad school because in my head I had I had always told myself since I learned what a master's degree was when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to have a master's degree. That's like the, you know, the pinnacle of success yeah. or whatever. Right. And I did it, but then I was like, okay, but I still want to do my own. Like I, I always had this bug for entrepreneurship and I'm like, nah, I still want to do my own thing. And I felt like, okay, I'm just throwing all that education away. But I mean, I use so many of the skills and knowledge that I learned in college still in my business today. Yeah. So, I mean, do you feel now that you've created a successful business that you're glad that you also had the education or how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that before. Totally. So when I first started out, it was, I definitely had my bachelor's degree to back me. Mm -hmm. um, because here I was with a bachelor's in human resources and business. So it was like, at the time, I didn't realize how to turn that, how to make that into part of my story. And I, mm -hmm. that's the thing, a lot of people, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, they don't realize that the mess you have inside you, like that sounds bad, but like any part of your life that you feel is messier than you would like yeah. to say it that way. Um, not everyone has a mess inside them. But. I think most of us do. I think that's yeah. a fair assessment. So. <laughs> We're messy. That's okay. Um, how to turn that into a movement and how to apply that to your business. So just what I was able to share with you is something that I share on stages. It's something that I share on my Facebook lives or on, you know, at networking events because it's become a part of who I am. So it's become 
such a part of my story that if I didn't go through that, if I didn't have those thoughts, if I didn't experience that in college, would I have been pushed to be as successful, successful as I am today? And so, yeah, in a nutshell, I'm actually very, very happy that um, I'm happy about my struggles, I guess, because it's really showed me that when I hit rock bottom, I was my first client. I was the first person um, that was able to be helped from my own tools of like, these are the mindset mindset hacks. These are the mindset tips to kind of get yourself up out of that ditch that you maybe have dug for yourself or pull yourself up out of that well that's just like so dark when you're at the bottom. So when I turned my platform more into um, a place to make it okay to talk about anxiety and depression because I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to label myself as an anxious person or a depressed person. But when you have those symptoms, some days it's just like hell, regardless of what. So you can't be like, oh, I don't have depression or anxiety when you're like struggling to get up out of bed. So just really learning how to utilize those tools and apply them to myself. And then I started writing about them. And then people were reaching out to me. And then it kind of transformed into, because I had so many body insecurities, I was like, okay, I'm going to start a, um, start a more fitness. And then I got my personal training certification. And then I was like, you know what? I am gaining so much exposure from this and people seem to like when I'm raw and authentic, I'm going to try and figure out how to make money from this. So mm-hmm. I got into e-courses and it flopped because I did it on my own. And I thought after watching a bunch of like free stuff online that I was like, oh, I got this. Like, you know what I mean? Like so easy. They make it seem so easy. A huge slap in the face. Right. I've been there. <laughs> yes. Right. It's all a learning experience. A huge slap in the face when I realized that my audience didn't give an F if I came out with an e-course on how to start a profitable blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first mentor I invented in. Uh, invented, (laughs) invested in was Melissa Griffin. And she kind of opened up my eyes to this, this whole new world, kind of like Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to start singing? (laughs) You don't want to hear me sing. (laughs) (laughs) My voice is really raspy today, but I will. (laughs) And it was just, it opened up my, because I said yes to one small thing after a huge failure, what I felt like a failure, which really wasn't um, looking back in hindsight, I was opened up to this whole world of personal development and this whole world of online mentors and this whole world of people doing things that I wanted to be doing at the level and capacity that I wanted to be doing them at. So what I just want to encourage anyone listening right now, when you look at your journey, you're so much more powerful than you think because the things that you went through, whether that was wanting to quit college or, you know, anything that you've ever experienced, like a rock bottom in your life, it's, that almost is something that you can use to monetize in the future. Like turn your mess into a message, monetize it, get people on board, um, breed familiarity with your audience and let them know the real you because that story eventually is something that's going to help you get paid. And that was something that I realized Mm -hmm. and I was able to capitalize on. And I'm just thinking so many people go through their struggles and they think it's for nothing, but in reality, you can turn that nothing into something. Absolutely. And I, I'm going to share an article I wrote with you after we, we mm-hmm. hang up because I think you'll, um, I think you'll like it. It's, it's, I don't remember what I called it. I write so much. I'm like, I don't remember what I called it, but it was, it was about like flipping your script and you like rewriting your stories so that 
you can use all of the shit that's happened and be like, yeah, I'm a badass, you know, because of those things. Right. Um, so I think you'll like that. And cause I have a very similar, um, viewpoint as you, and I thought it was really powerful. I want to like, just pick out one thing that you said in there, because I think it's going to help, um, coaches, especially, but any kind of service provider. And you said, I was my own first client. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to have that hero's journey to be successful. I'm not saying that you have to have been like, oh, I built this thing. And now I'll show you how to build it. Like that is a very common theme. And it is, you know, the couch, the whole, I was on my mom's couch or my grandma's couch. Like that is something that a lot of my mentors have because they actually experienced that. And I love that, but it, you don't have to have that. Everyone's rock bottom is so different, right? right? The rock bottom doesn't have to mean that you were like a drug addict or, you know, you thought about, you know, certain things that, you know, aren't really talked about in the community, you know, those things like that. Yeah. I feel like your personal experiences, it's whatever your reality, right? It's like you, whatever you experience, you're able to share as long yeah. as you're able to tell people like, yeah, I experienced that, but this is how I got out of it. And this right. is how you did too. Exactly. And at the same time, if you are, if you have done something that you've overcome, like you did, and you're like, I was my own first client. Well, that's something that beginners who are using their story and using their experience, because we have different kinds of people. Some people, they, they have a job, they've gained those skills and they use those talents and skills from their job to start a business. But other people like you and I, in a lot of ways, we were our own first client. We're like, well, we did this for ourselves, and, um, and use that story and use all of those experiences to say, right. So there's two sides of that. And I just wanted to highlight that because I, I think that too many people like focus on one or the other. They're like, Oh, I didn't do that for myself. So I can't tell that story or, you know, they don't give enough credit to what they have done for themselves. So yeah. I just thought it was such a great, um, you know, share. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that fashion blog, because I'm definitely seeing that, that multi-passionate, right? I was the same. I was like, let me start a blog on this. I had a fashion blog for a little while. It was not, it did, did not, you? Get, oh it did not get traffic. Okay. So it was a long time ago. Um, and I just like took pictures of like outfits I thought were really cute. And then, um, I also was studying to do like my fitness, like training certification, oh like gosh. so many. Are you my yes. sister? Like, what the heck? Seriously. So we're going to meet someday in person. Yes. yes. Um, but tell me a little bit about that fashion blog, because you told me the name of it. What was it again? Midday, so midday Spritzer. Yes. It was midday my spritzer. first fashion vlog and it was messy and it wasn't professional and it still got me some views. The idea behind it was that I was working a nine to five at the time. Really, you know, this was before I launched that how to start a profitable blog um, e-course. And it was just the idea that we we might not be doing the things that we want to be doing, but we can kind of take a break to do the things we want to do. So Midday Spritzer was born because I was on my lunch break and I was like, oh, I just really want to read something and feel inspired. And this was before Instagram became the amazing, you know, inspirational platform that it is today. Um, and it was just to give people a break from their day. And I was like, well, it's kind of frowned upon to drink on your work break, but... <laughs> You can read my blog. <laughs> and so creative. 
Yeah, it was it was really neat. And looking back at it, I actually had someone. I still have it. Um, I think I might have made it private, but someone actually emailed me a few months ago wanting to purchase a domain, and I was like, I can't part with it. This, you know, it's I bought the domain. It's there. It's it's still something that's still part of my journey. It was like the very beginning stages, but that is something that I. Um, yeah, let's unpack that a little bit because I think it's so great when we start things, even if they're not quote unquote perfect, because that's how we learn. And so many people are afraid to start because they have to wait to create the perfect blog or the perfect website. And from that imperfection stemmed like everything I'm doing today. Like from that, I was able to gain um, sponsor sponsorships. And that was like my first intro to being an influencer and being an influencer actually helped me to become a part-time influencer part-time human resources manager until I was able to go full-time um, with, you know, be, doing the business coaching and one-off sessions and things like that. And just, it just constantly evolves. But that midday spritzer, once I leveled up, turned to nine to five fashion. And nine to five fashion was where I was able to get home from work and just have my boyfriend at the time help me take quick photos of my like fashion outfit. So it was like waking up knowing that after work, I was going to have like a mini photo shoot. So it was like going to work dressed up or in the morning before I went to work, being like dressed up in this, you know, whatever fashion I could afford at the time, Goodwill, um, repurposing things from my closet. And that got so much attention from more brands. And so I was getting paid to um, have these posts. And then when I integrated Instagram with that, it was just like, it kind of took off until I upgraded to Lifestyle Finesse, upgraded again, and now, you know, just my business website, Jody K. Edwards. So it really just goes back to that start, like just get out there, start with an idea because you never know where that idea is going to take you. I, yes, I love that so much because, and, and also before I forget, you must look a lot better after a full day at work than me because there's no way I would let anybody <laughs> photograph me after a nine to five. Um, cause I'm like pretty haggard, you know, that's one of the reasons I left the nine to five, um, just how I felt. But, um, I love what you're sharing here because I think that like you said, okay, maybe the initial idea was, oh, I'm going to start this blog and have, you know, a million views and get paid for, like for advertising through there or whatever it may be for each person. But even if that doesn't happen, everything kind of lines up and works out any, like one thing, just do it and it can lead you to something that maybe you didn't even know was a possibility. And that's what my very first episode really was about of this podcast was like, expand your worldview, like just start doing things. And we don't know what we don't know. So you probably didn't know where that journey was going to take you, but you just, you took shots, you know, and opportunities came out of that. And I think that goes to the word that you shared with me, which is aligned. And the definition of aligned is to place or arrange things in a straight line or to give to support to a person, organization, or a cause. And I mean, I, I like that definition, but it's so literal. And I think one of the themes that keeps coming up for you and I is it's not always a straight line. Sometimes yeah. it's really messy, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so talk to me about how you, like, why is aligned your word? Kind of how do you feel things have aligned for you? Or I guess I'll just yeah. let you run with that. No, absolutely. And it's at first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking so much about my story. Like how, how can I give these people um, actual advice? But it just leads up to this very moment. Everything I've shared um, 
you know, it wasn't perfect. There are moments that were definitely not great, but looking at the person I am today and where my business is today, I'm so grateful for all of that. And what I learned along that journey was it is, it's not a straight line, but if we can create that feeling of calm inside us, like create essentially a a straight line inside us when there's all this chaos and that, if you think of like that Charlie Brown dust cloud, it's like all the (laughs) and everything and there's particles in there and it's perfect. We think entrepreneurship is going to be the straight line, but it's like a ball of like, what is that? Tangled string. Yeah. So um, looking at how along the ways I would, you know, maybe I would be on a straight line for a little bit. I'd hit like a little knot, but I would always get through it, whether that knot was straightened out or whether that knot stayed knotted and I kept going. Um, to now alignment really to me was all about what was happening internally. And so that really became the basis for my brand, Alignment is a New Hustle. That's what the company's LLC under. And then my podcast, Alignment is a New Hustle podcast, and my Facebook group, right? Alignment is a New mm-hmm. Hustle Strategies for the Successful Entrepreneur. It seemed like without even thinking about branding myself that way, it just came to me. And it really was about aligning my mind over the hustle. Because like I mentioned before in college, I like I was hustling so hard, so much so that I just honestly did not see a way out. And I was in such a low spot that I really only thought there's one solution to just like alleviate myself from the pain. And that wasn't it at all. It was really just spending time with myself, checking in to say, what do you need at this moment, right? Crossing the stage of graduation. um, What's going to fill your cup? What's going to help you feel more lit up and excited to live and to be here and inspire others? And that really was going into business for myself, using my personal pain points to show people that there is a better way. Um, so, right. I saved myself and right now it's like, and I'm saving other people in different, different aspects through like business strategy and clarity and visibility um, strategies and things like that, but also the mindset I'm huge on mindset. And so if anyone works with me in any one-on-one capacity, it's, it's not just business strategy. We also have to look at like, what does success mean to you? What is your version of success? When are you going to know that you've made it? And Mm -hmm. these are things that we can journal on every day. Um, We kind of call them like transformative journaling tools where you can say, where were you last year? Because sometimes we are so stuck in this hustle mode that we wake up one day, like what happened? Like even now I'm like, I'm waking up on my own terms. I don't have to go to a nine to five. Mm I'm collaborating and connecting with people and I have chills right now. They can't see it, but (laughs) it's such a powerful um, thing to wake up and be thankful for where you came from. Because I, I just, I don't know. I think so many of us are so used to like waking up. Okay. Well, let's see what I can do today. And they forget how far they've come in a week, a month, a year and alignment. When you fall into alignment with yourself and, you're able to create this magic um, when your inner chaos can be kind of dimmed, your outer chaos is going to be dim. Mm-hmm. And then you can fall in alignment with the actions that's going to take you to where you want to be, but you have to check in with yourself first. And that just requires stopping the hustle for a moment to be like, what, what does Jody need? What do I, what does Aaron need in this moment? What does my business need in this moment? Yeah. No, I, that's so beautiful. And I, you know, you've given me goosebumps a couple of times during this call. So the chills are on both sides of, you know, both sides of the line. <laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, you said 
oh, I've just been sharing my story and I don't know like what, what lesson can I share? But honestly, I think everything you've shared, that's the power of story. Everything that you've shared with me is a lesson. It is so valuable. And I, I mean, I'm just so grateful for this. And I'm also just continually shocked at how similar our mindsets are. And, you know, mindset is huge. And I think, you know, just to kind of drive home something else you said about journaling and reflecting and being like, oh, it's so easy to wake up and be like, oh, I don't really recognize how far I've come. And that is why with my clients and with myself, journaling is so important because it's a record of like, look back and see and I just did this. I came across an entry from a year ago and I was like, wow, I have come so far. Stop being so hard on yourself. Be grateful, like be in that, you know, happy place and celebrate. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, to highlight a couple of those things because man, this has been a seriously value packed episode. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you and I connected. Same. I I love that. Celebrate. Celebrate more. Celebrate the little things. It reminds me of my mom again, too. She's such a huge celebrator of, like, you know, she lights up when there's a hummingbird. And she's not, like, super, super old. And see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I also do. Like, she's, she had me at a pretty young age. I think she's actually 40, 48, 49. I should know my own mom's birthday. Her <laughs> age. But she really reminds me to stop and smell the roses. Because she literally does that. Like if we are going to church together or if we're going out to brunch, she's the kind of person to stop and celebrate the beauty that's experiencing. But her herself, she's she's had so much pain, you know, and it continuously mm-hmm. um she hasn't really fully made the shifts that I've made. So to this day, there's still things that she's working through. But she always has time to stop and celebrate. And I think that's such a beautiful lesson. And what you said too, like if any of us opens an old journal, like celebrate that we're not in that space anymore. I don't know if any of you have your old journal still, but I have all of mine from when I was a teenager and it is so funny, but also a little sad because I'm like, I'm writing about my bullying. I'm writing about this boy who didn't like me or this kid (laughs) that like, it's not like Kitty literally that was sitting (laughs) behind me in the homeroom. But I'm like, those problems, I've leveled up to have new problems and I'm grateful for those problems, right? Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I have bills to pay because that means I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful for my mind. Like every morning I kind of get into this um, attitude of gratitude, like this, I call it like gratitude rampage where I'm just like, thank you for this. I'm thankful for that. Like, and I'm making my bed, I'm doing it. And so I try to celebrate every morning. And mm-hmm. that's really the thing that's like pushing me forward to create more movement, to celebrate more things in the future. I, I celebrate paying my bills as well because I, I actually like doing my finances for yeah. that very reason where I'm like, I got all these bills and I can pay them like, and it makes me yeah. so happy, uh, which is just so weird, but Hey, that's, that's what makes us us, right? Yes. It's such an important reframe because without a mortgage or rent, like, you know, unless you're living somewhere for free, which is fine too. But it's like without electricity, without having to pay electricity bill right? There's a time I didn't have electricity. So it's like, oh my gosh, this is great. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. What does it mean if you don't have that that bill? Um, Awesome. Jody, thank you so much. And I know that you mentioned a few places during our our conversation where people can find you, but um, tell people where they can find you and I'll make sure to share that in the the show notes as well. Yes. uh, I hang out in two main spots online, which is my Instagram at Jody K. Edwards, 
and my private Facebook group, Alignment is a New Hustle, Strategies for the Successful Entrepreneur. And it's really just kind of like a learning hub. You know, people got a chance to learn from me, a business coach, but I really encourage other people to show up and share their wins, share what's working in their business, share their strategies. And if they have something that they think will help the tribe, um, you know, drop a link to that as well. So yes, would love to um, hang out with you guys virtually there. And if you liked everything that Jody shared today, which how could you not, um, you have a podcast as well, well where people can find you, right? Yes. Alignment is a new hustle. It's everywhere you can find podcast streaming, um, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good places. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. You guys need to check out Jodi. Um, check out her Instagram. I love your Instagram, um, by the way. We're friends on there. Um, so thank you for your time today. I hope your headache gets better. And I hope that nobody could hear my little dog yipping in the background oh. because I could hear her um, <laughs> at times. And my editor is going to love me. But um, <laughs> thank you again, Jodi. Thank you so much, Erin. Have a great win. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.candidlyerin.com or just say the word podcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyerin. And make sure to use the hashtag just say the word in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.